Allah says, do this one thing for me, and I'll do these two things in return for you. If we do something for Allah, He always does much more in return for us. So in reality, we're helping ourselves. Allah doesn't need anything from us. But if we do our part to give nasr, to help the deen of Allah, to help our brothers and sisters, then in return, Allah will do so much more in return for us. But we have to always take that step one. Allah puts the onus on you and I. Allah puts the onus on us, the responsibility on our shoulders. Are we willing to take step one, to do part one? Allah is saying, do part one, and I'll do parts two and three, and even more than that. But it's up to us to take that first step towards Allah Azza wa In the famous hadith Qudsi, the Prophet taught us, alayhi salatu wasalam, that Allah said, when my servant walks towards me, then I run towards him. So if we do something, Allah will do much more in return for us. Out of Allah's generosity, He has already designed the scales in a way. You know, in, in different classes, some teachers, they may curve the grade, they may have, you know, they have a, a breakdown. If you do, like your homework is 30%, your exams are 30%, so on and so forth. Allah, when it comes to how He's designed, how He'll grade us, so to speak, Allah has already designed things in a way in our favor by default, but we have to do our part first. If a person intends to do something good, they get a good deed just for having that sincere intention. If they actually do the good deed, the minimum is for that is for the action. That good deed to be multiplied by 10 or 700 or however much Allah wants. So the, the minimum is for a good deed not to be multiplied even by 2. That would be very generous. But Allah has set the scales in a way, when you actually do a good deed, the minimum is that it's multiplied by 10. Or however much Allah wants. A good example, when that, that, uh, when the lady gave water to a dog, that's one good deed. It's, it's a very small good deed when you look at it from the human perspective, especially because there were some major issues in her past, major mistakes in her past. But she did this small good deed, quantitatively it was small, but she did it sincerely, with presence of mind, with taqwa. And because of that seemingly small good deed, Allah forgave her and granted her jannah. <coughs> Allah multiplied that small good deed, not by 10, not by 700, by infinity. We never know which small good deed we may do for the sake of Allah that He accepts, we hope, and multiplies it by infinity. That's what we hope for. If Allah accepts even one good deed from us, then we're in a very good situation. We don't know, though, if one good deed or another is being accepted by Him. So, as we navigate our lives, no matter how much good we may do, or lack thereof, we don't know where we're going to go until we end up there. We don't know our grade until we get our final official grade. So the simple math would be, let me try to do as much good as I can, as sincerely as I can, with as much compassion and rahmah as I can. Hopefully, by increasing the amount of good deeds I'm trying to do, hopefully, mathematically, it'll increase the chances of one of them being accepted by Allah. Hopefully. But that hope has to be coupled with fear. You find Sayyidina Ibrahim Right now, the, the, these carpets are facing in which direction? Facing towards Mecca. All over the world, what is the qibla for any and every Muslim is towards Mecca. 
Think of how central the Kaaba is to our deen. When it comes to prayer, when it comes to salah, when it comes to hajj, when it comes to umrah. Think of how many billions and trillions of good deeds between the time of Prophet Ibrahim and now, and it will continue. How many people have prayed towards the Kaaba as their Qibla? How many people have walked around the Kaaba? How many people have gone for hajj, for umrah, so on and so forth? When he's building the Kaaba, he and his son, think of how pivotal that moment is in human history. The building of that structure would end up impacting billions upon billions of people in one way or another. As they're doing this incredible good deed, this historical good deed, what are they asking Allah for? They're asking Allah for both. For something in connection with hope and something in connection with fear. In terms of hope, as amazing as that good deed is, Allah accept it from us. You're the all-hearing, you're the all-knowing. They don't get too far ahead of themselves. They don't put the cart in front of the horse. They don't think to themselves that we're so amazing, we're doing this amazing thing. So, of course, we're, we're guaranteed to end up in Jannah. We have nothing to worry about. Now, of course, they're prophets and they're ma'asumin and they're protected, so on and so forth. But the point is, look at their attitude, look at their humility. As amazing as the good deed is, Ya Allah, accept it from us. So they don't get too far ahead of themselves. They're teaching us the attitude that we should try to have when following in the footsteps. And then on the other side of things, And forgive us, and turn to us in tawbah, turn to us in repentance, accept our repentance. You're the most forgiving, you're the most merciful. So you have the two wings of this figurative bird that Ibn al-Qayyim described in connection with the heart of the believer. The heart of the believer is like a bird. There are two wings, hope and fear. If one of them is deficient, the bird can't fly. The bird is going to be hunted down very easily by a predator. But when they're even, the bird can fly as it should. But the head of that bird is love. The head of that bird is love for Allah Azza wa So when it comes to the breakdown, when it comes to the, the default formula for good deeds and bad deeds, if you intend to do a good deed, you get a full good deed written for you. No hesitation, there's no delay. When you actually do a good deed, the minimum is for it to be multiplied by 10. Imagine if you had an ATM machine. Imagine if you had a bank. Where you go, you put in $10, and then 100 shows up. Add a zero to whatever amount you put in. Everyone is going to go and bank there. Why? Wow, because we're getting so much more in return than what we're putting in. Interest-free, no worries, no... No, just out of generosity. So when we think of good deeds, think of that example. You do something for Allah, add a zero for the minimum. This should motivate us. Okay, I want to I wanna do good. A person may think, though, what about the mistakes that I've done? Am I good enough to do good deeds in the first place? Or is my faith signed, sealed, and delivered because my parents or grandparents, the way they talk to me, is in such a, such a bad way? That they always tell me that, oh, you're going to hell anyway. That's on us. We need to change that. We need to adjust that dial. We're not teaching the deen of the prophet prophetically. If we do, then there's going to be fruit that's going to be sweet, that's going to show. But if someone is turning away from bitter fruit, the reality is they're not turning away from proper Islam as it is, they're turning away from an ugly misrepresentation. So if someone is constantly being 
emotionally and spiritually abused and battered and beat down, of course, sooner or later, they're, they're going to turn away. That's not the prophetic way of teaching the deen of the Prophet. The Prophet, it's an example, it's an analogy. The Prophet had the best product in Islam, and he was the best salesman in his character, We still have the best product in Islam, but sometimes we're the worst salesmen. If you have the most amazing TVs, the most amazing cars, the most amazing whatever you're trying to sell, and then the customer comes in sincerely, they want to learn more. They want your product. But if you go and spit in their face and curse out their whole lineage, and then they turn away, of course they're not going to want to do business with you. I don't care how good your deal is, your TV, your car, it doesn't matter at that point. Because of what they were shown, because of the misrepresentation. The product may be amazing, but if the, if the character is not there within the salesperson, that's what they're turning away from. So sometimes we go and we mistreat, whether it's our youth, whether it's people in general in the community, could be converts who had tattoos from a previous lifestyle. Chances are they're way better than the rest of us combined. But we don't know how to treat people. So then they end up turning away because of how they're being mistreated. They're not being treated prophetically. But when you do the opposite, when you treat, when you treat a customer, for example, with a smile, how are you doing? whether it's in a restaurant or whatever setting, if there's amazing food and there's amazing service and you have these amazing deals, that's going to become your go-to. You're going to go time and time and time again. So when you look at how Allah has, by default, designed the scales for our deen, it should motivate us to want to do so much good and to avoid other mistakes. We need to take a step back and reflect and think, okay, how are we trying to live Islam in practice. There's the theory, God is the most merciful. There's the theory, the Prophet was sent as mercy. There's the theory, the Quran is mercy. But then when it comes to practice, we do the exact opposite. That's what people are turning away from. And Allah has very heavy criticism in the Quran, throughout the Quran, for those who cut people, who prevent people from the past. They prevent people from coming closer to Allah. The reality of that, that's a, a, a trademark, that's an effect of nifaq, of hypocrisy. Naturally, the fruit from the hypocrite is going to be bitter. Everyone is going to turn away from that. But the fruit of the believer is going to be sweet. The believer is motivated by this hadith in which the Prophet taught us how things are broken down. What is the breakdown in terms of our deed? Intend to do a good deed, you get one. Do an actual good deed. It's multiplied by a minimum of 10 as much as Allah wants. If you intend to do a bad deed, but then you refrain. Someone, they want to go to the liquor store. If they show up and it's closed, and they, they, they walk away empty-handed and they're disappointed, they're not going to get a good deed for that. That's not what the Prophet is highlighting. Okay, they didn't do that thing that they intended, but there was no restraint for the sake of Allah. But if someone, if they get in their car, they're about to go to the liquor store, and then they think and they reflect that, you know, just for today. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow, next week, next year. Just for today, I'm going to make my decision not to go. They were going to do something. They decided not to. They refrain. For that, they get a full good deed written for them. Now, of course, th this doesn't give us a license. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and I'm going to intend to do bad deeds and I'm going to refrain to get good deeds. No, just go do good deeds. 
<laughs> save yourself the headache of that wrestling match. The prophet is teaching us, even if you intend to do something, you get an invitation, you get a text. Hey, let's go do this Friday night. Hey, let's go to the club. Hey, let's go drink, smoke, this, that, or the other. Whatever. And you respond, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm down. But then maybe you have a change of heart after you go for Jummah and you decide, just for today, I'm not going to go. And you pull back and you refrain for the sake of Allah. You get a good deed for turning away from that bad deed that you were going to do for Jummah. And then the Prophet taught us, the final of these four things, if you actually do a bad deed, then it's written as one bad deed, and even then, there's like a, a grace period. It's not written down immediately. Like all the good deeds, they're written down without hesitation immediately. But for the bad deeds, there's hesitation. There, there's, there's a little bit of, like there, there's a grace period that the angels give before they officially write it down. Even once it's officially written down, if a person, if they don't do their tawbah right away, they don't ask Allah for forgiveness right away, they don't fix it right away. If it's between them and Allah, they fix it. Between them and other people, they're quick to fix it. Sincerely, and then they try their best to not do it again. Even if they are not quick to do, to do their tawbah, and they let it linger, and then it's written down, maybe ten years later they have a change of heart, can they still be forgiven? Absolutely. If they do that sincere turning of the heart, that tawbah, then Allah will actually turn those bad deeds into good deeds. And what happens when you make a deposit in the bank of good deeds, it's multiplied by a minimum of 10. Allah mentions this in Surah Al-Quran regarding Ibadul Rahman. And when they do tawbah, Allah turns their bad deeds into good deeds. This is the generosity of Allah Azza wa Jal. These concepts are supposed to motivate us to want to do more good and less bad, not the other way around. If someone pulls from this hadith, the nectar they extrapolate from this hadith in terms of motivation, if they think, wow, Allah is so forgiving and merciful, Allah is so generous, therefore let me go and do all kinds of stuff I shouldn't be doing because look at how lenient Allah is. Don't, don't mess with the parameters that Allah has set. You don't know what state you're going to die in. I know someone from when he was a, a small kid. A small kid. Last year at the age of 18, he died in a house party, he was shot. May Allah forgive him, may Allah have mercy on him. Wrong place, wrong time. Matter of circumstance. We don't know if we're going to live to tomorrow to then do that tawbah. We don't want to be like the brothers of Yusuf. Okay, you know, later on we'll become righteous. Later on we'll fix our bad deeds. We don't know how long we're going to live. So we have to be mindful and think, okay, today am I ready to meet Allah? Tomorrow, will I be ready to meet Allah? What am I doing to prepare for that? This breakdown of our deeds, this formula, should motivate us to want to do more good and less bad, to be quick to make istighfar, to be quick to send salam the Prophet, to be quick to try to do good deeds, even if it's giving a small amount in sadaqah. The Prophet said, Even if it's a small portion of a day, who's going to give half a day in charity? Now it's like, give half a penny in charity. It's like, the point is, give any small amount. That's the emphasis the Prophet is teaching us. Going back to the, the first ayah that I mentioned after the, the introduction to the khutbah. Allah mentions in Surah Muhammad, for those who want to be guided, Allah will guide them and give them their taqwa. Allah will give them motivation to want to continue on the right path. None of us are outside of Allah's grace, outside of Allah's mercy, so long as we're alive. But so long as we're alive, 
We have to do what we can to fix where we've messed up. All of us have messed up. No question. But have we fixed the mistakes that we've made between us and Allah, between us and other people? If we're at least trying and we die in that state, then hopefully that's good news that we're going to end up in a good situation. But if someone dies going in the wrong direction in a state that they wouldn't want to die in, we ask Allah to protect all of us from that. We seek refuge in Allah from that. When we absorb these realities and really think about them deeply, no matter the age, if you're young, don't think, okay, I'm going to live till I'm old and then I'll do my tawbah. You don't know if you're going to live until tomorrow. You go to a graveyard, Muslim or non-Muslim, you have all ages there. You have young, you have middle-aged, you have old, you have everything in between. The motivation that Allah gives us in the Qur'an, prepare for Qiyamah like it's tomorrow. Prepare for your meeting with Allah like it's tomorrow. Let each soul look at what they've prepared for tomorrow. Therefore, I should be motivated. Let me take a step back. Let me think. Let me reflect. Today, can I make some istighfar? Can I ask Allah for forgiveness? Even one time. Today, can I send salam on the Prophet even one time and say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, with presence of mind and presence of heart. Today, can I do a good deed that will bring me closer to Allah? No matter what good deeds we may have missed out on, no matter what bad deeds we may have done, today is a new day where we turn the page. The Prophet taught us, your sins are forgiven from one Friday to the next, and three extra days added on top of that, so long as major sins aren't committed in between. That requires conscious, specific tawbah. The point is, we often take ourselves out of the mercy of Allah, just like Shaytan did. That's not what we're supposed to do. We need to understand when Allah says that His mercy encompasses everything. That should motivate us that, you know what? If you jump in the ocean, you're going to get wet. So long as you're alive, Allah's mercy is around you. But are we consciously trying to connect with it? or reconnect with it, no matter how far we've gone. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to shower His mercy upon us. We ask Allah to forgive any and all of our mistakes. And we ask Allah to help us to turn new pages with Him today. No matter the mistakes we've done, no matter the good we haven't done, we ask Allah to help us to refresh our connection with Him, to refresh our Iman. We ask Allah to turn new pages in our hearts regarding our connection with Him. Amin ya Rabbil Alhamdulillahi I want to conclude with an act. I want to conclude with an action item. Today I'm here representing Ihsan Foundation for West Africa. It's been around for over 25 years, going back to 1996. And the specific campaign that I'm looking for all of your generous support regarding is supporting orphans in West Africa. Some of the poorest countries in the world are located in this region, are in West Africa. That's not an exaggeration. When you go and look at it, what are the 10 poorest countries in the world? What are the 25 poorest countries in the world? You have over 160 countries in the world, but when you look at the, the poorest, the poorest 10, for example, you find several countries in that region there. When it comes to supporting an orphan, all of their expenses will be covered for $50 a month. So my humble ask, my humble request, is if each and every one of you can just give me a few moments after the prayer for the very brief appeal. I don't want to take too much of anyone's time. I know everyone has a lot of 
things that they need to get to. But to save a few seconds, a few moments of time, I humbly request just if you gotta go, you gotta go. But if you can, then just give me those few moments. We ask Allah to make it easy for us to come closer to Him. We ask Allah to open our hearts as it relates to wanting His guidance. And we ask Allah to guide us and give us our taqwa and to give us ownership over it like it's a treasure. That's what we're supposed to do. We ask Allah to make us from among the muttaqeen. We ask Allah to make us from among those who are God conscious. We ask Allah to make us from among those who do good to try to come closer to Him. And we ask Allah to help us to compete with each other as it relates to good deeds. And we ask Allah to gather all of us with the Prophet in paradise. We ask Allah to forgive all of our mistakes, to accept all of our efforts. We ask Allah to help us to turn a new page with him as it relates to our relationships with him individually and collectively amir rabbil alamin rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab an-nar rabbana atina min ladunka rahmah wa hayy lana min amrina rashada rabbana hab lana min azwajina wa dhurriyyatina qurrata a'yun wa rahmana lil muttaqina imama rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhtana rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala alladhina min qablina rabbana wa la tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bihi wa'fu anna فاغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين واسلم